Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Euphoria Season 3. I, I guess technically this is Episode 10, but it's also Part 1 of our playoff special. We are on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. You're listening to us on one of those four options. Timestamps, if you're on YouTube, are available in the description. Uh, in this special episode, we'll be talking to three of the six playoff teams, and next week in our second part, we'll be talking to the other three. This week it is SK, Origin, and Splice. SK sitting with us now. But before we get into that, we do have a few bet updates. Uh, Frostgren, we... we had some time with Jon Snow Yamato on Sunday. Uh, we sang some League of Legends karaoke. Uh, we've also learned that Yamato is a sick Johnny Cash, so that video will be coming soon. Uh, I took two pies to the face because Frostgren was sick. So that bet is also resolved once again. There's a video on YouTube if you guys haven't seen it. Um, if you need a link, hit us up on Twitter. We'll, we'll relink it for you. We'll retweet it for you. And I'm probably about to get a tattoo. And Frost quick rate. shot tattoo bet is on. Frost. Thanks G2 will win. Uh, quick shot. Thanks Origin will win. And those both of those teams are in the running. So someone is probably going to get a tattoo. Fanatic winning is the only option where they don't get a tattoo. Personally, I think they should both get one, but that's not how the bet played out. Um, lastly, Cadrill won the second place bet. He had Origin. I had Vitality. And Zerse had Splice. Uh, so that one will be recorded, I believe, after a quarterfinal. It is a spicy breakdown challenge. So eat spicy food. Break down a bunch of games. Suffer. You cannot drink anything until you've finished breaking down all the games. So if it's a best of five, you're actually doomed. Um, so we'll hope, for my sake, it's not full five games. Maybe we get a quick 3-0. We'll see. But into today's focus, three mini episodes with three different teams. First up is SK. We're joined by Dreams and Warlope. Guys, really good to have you. Uh, congrats on making playoffs. How, how are you. you guys feeling? Thank you. I mean, I'm feeling great right now. I just really want to play already versus Splice. But yeah, so far it's all about how are those two weeks mm-hmm. and the playoffs start going to be. Because if we will have to play right now, I don't feel that confident, being honest. But I think in two weeks we can like learn a lot. So yeah, it's feeling, I'm feeling good. And for me, it's feeling like really great too. Because for me, it's like first playoffs. That like is first achievement for me. So I just want to be full try hard and get best result. Yeah, I was just about to ask if you had to play Splice like on the day after you guys took down Schalke, do you think that you would win or do you actually feel that you need the full two weeks of preparation before you're ready to take a run at them? I think we need practice for sure because I think there is uh, still some problems. We are facing it. And I think like one week or two week can probably like solve these issues. Mm. So I, th- I think we definitely need some practice, I would say. Yeah. Actually, in my opinion, I think we will have stomped them. Just because, you know, we were on the hype moment. Like yeah. that day we won versus Vitality, like a really clean game, then versus Schalke. So just that confidence that we had, that confident boost, will have make the change. That doesn't mean that right now, today, if we will play, it will be different. But yeah, I think we will have one versus them. I mean, you guys closed out the, uh, the split really well. Like... You smashed a lot of teams towards the end of the split. Were you were you surprised at all that like in this like final days that you guys showed up like you did, or did you know like going into that vitality match that you were just gonna smash them? Mm, not, no, not not really, really. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I mean, just I was just focus focusing on myself that mm-hmm. let's just try to don't make like simple mistakes. Yeah, and I think we actually just played really well without making mistakes. So I think that's why we stomped the uh, Vitality. I think that's the point, yeah. I think like the last two weeks of scrims, they were probably the worst, like of our whole split. 
So we were, I mean, we were not expecting to lose, but we were not like having high expectatives. And actually the worst weeks of screens were actually where we played better on stage, so. That's so weird, that yeah. always happens. It's like when H2K had that great Worlds run, it was, they were just were not scrimming. Like the team environment was so bad that they could not scrim at all and then they showed up on stage. It's interesting because I know that um, when your guys' coaching staff comes in, one of the first things it'll ask is I'll ask how scrims went for SK and then depending on that answer, I'll change predictions because I actually feel that you guys are a very momentum, emotional-based team, whereas like if the scrims are behind you guys, I'm like SK are probably feeling pretty good because you guys do have a lot of younger players or inexperienced players on the roster, so it probably means more to like find that footing and find that tempo to transfer it to stage, whereas I assume with more experienced uh, rosters like Fnatic and stuff that those guys can get thrashed in scrims and it'll probably still be okay regardless of what happens on stage. Yeah, I think that makes sense, but it's weird because it was exactly the opposite. Like I remember one week we didn't lose a single scrim, like we 6-0 every single thing and they were not like rogue or excellent only, like they were like good teams. Mm -hmm. And we went 0-2, like we played really bad, like it was really actually, it was really weird. Like this split, according to scrims, we couldn't know or, or, or real level. Like the more we win on the screens, the worse we were as a team. So I don't know. Yeah, only sometimes only sometimes we just perform really well as a scream at the stage, but most of the times we just so perform pretty bad. So now at this point, are you like going to the next two weeks? Like God, I really hope we've run it down the scrims. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, winning scream is good for our confidence. It's, it's really good, you know. Selfmates like I've got double buff and I'm coming top and I'm feeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god makes sense um it's cool like talking about the coaching staff you guys have obviously gone through you know a lot of changes over the course of the split um and with your most recent performances it does feel like things are improving um how do you feel about your coaching staff can you talk to me a little bit about what it looks like now like what's changed for you guys they're like i mean i don't know if you want to take the question or i start you can just start so i'll just try to add uh, something okay if i can okay so at the start we had like Shippy, mm -hmm. unrealistic, who was like the more like analyst, but like more deeply, mm -hmm. like about mm -hmm. the more about like vision, picks, draft, but he wasn't really like coaching us. Yeah. But things didn't really work out. Like we were not clicking, like obviously there's stuff, you know, I cannot say, but it was just not working. Mm -hmm. And then we needed to make a change because we, we could feel that if we could, if, if we didn't make a change, we would just not yeah. even, not only not improve, but we would just be worse. Mm. So like we made the change, and the only available option it was like Brokenshire, who was in academy team. So then he kind of came with, with us. And the main difference is not like Brokenshire. I think the main difference is that Brokenshire and Realistic they work, they, they they both work together. So they, let's say like yeah, like they work together, and that's what that that's the main difference between Shippy and Realistic that they didn't really like. They were two really different like coach and analyst. So for us as a players, it was, it was not like cheap is bad. It was more like, as a player, it's really hard to improve when your coach and analyst are, are not even on the same page. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. So it was like actually really hard for us. But then that's uh, the main difference, I think, with Broken Shard. They were on the same page. And then I felt like we were improving much more. And yeah. And then at one point, we decided to go with Realistic into stage because he's mainly focused on draft. So it was... Like it didn't make any sense to have a draft coach. Yeah, and, then, and then the other one yeah. was was doing drafts. So yeah, that's basically like the whole story with coaches. There's not much drama. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool. it was just finding the best condition for us, and I think it finally worked well. So I think we just had did a good change. 
I don't have confidence to say like this long, like where live, you know? <laughs> few points. I mean, it does feel like regardless of whether it's the coaching staff or not, it does seem like once again, things have done really well for the team. You guys first split, you're making playoffs, uh, continuing the trend of, uh, let's say Spanish league teams. I know it's technically not the LVP. I know it's Super League of Orange. It wasn't always Super League of Orange. It's gone through name changes. Um, but these teams coming in, you know, we got it with Vitality, formerly the Giants roster. We've got it now with a lot of the pieces of the Mad Lions. Um, you know, rising up and, and doing very, very well in these first splits. And now you guys are coming into playoffs, and I'm curious where you guys see yourself, like, in this top six. Do you think that, like, sixth place is an appropriate spot for you, or do you think that, like, you're as good as fourth place? Are you are you going to be the kind of the team that starts to contest these really top teams? Where do you see yourself in, like, the stack rank of playoffs teams? Mm, I mean, I'm not so sure, actually. I mean, I think we have a, like... A lot of confidence when the going was going game goes well, but I mean, just not sure. I think you can say. For me, <laughs> I think yeah, I think sixth place is more than fair because we have been so inconsistent. Like some games, for me, I was ashamed, you know, of watching these games at home. Like how bad we we played, like how insanely bad. So I feel like a split, a split is like th nine weeks. Th yeah, ten nine weeks. weeks. Nine weeks. Yeah. So, like, you need to pay for it. It's like, for example, G2, they are first, even though, like, the last weeks they look kind of yeah. lost. But it's just because they played so good the first weeks that they can they can afford doing that. So it's for uh, the same for us. Like, if we had, like, so many weeks that we didn't play good if of Legends, I think it's fair to say that we are, like, a sixth place. Yeah, like, I'm happy with it, to be honest. Like, yeah. how the things were, like, two weeks ago, I'm really happy to, you know, to, to be a sixth thing. And now when we look at it, you guys kind of talked about like how when things are going well, you feel really confident about the team and like the team looks good, feels good overall. But now we're going to best of five where, you know, you can lose a game and you still you still have to win the next three after that. Right. It's not like you get to play a single game and then regardless of the result reset for like the next day. Are, are you nervous about best of five? Like, are you are you worried going into this? No, I think I think it's just we have just have a better chance to show like how much we can perform. I think best of, best of one is just too short because if you just like fuck up like earlier then you might don't have any chance to come back but best of five it's like you can just change something that you made they made mistake and yeah i think so i think i like best for best of five more Do than the best of one feel that you have a, a diverse enough strategy to pull from that you can perform in a best of five especially against the other lec teams because i think this is a a lot of a point where a lot of teams will lose steam where best of ones you know, self-make come in and, and blitz or peering can have like a great game. But do you guys think that you have a wide enough either champion pool or strategy or carry style mm. to get through a full best of five? If you asked me two weeks ago, I would say no, like for sure not. But for example, the last, the last day, uh, we played champions that we didn't practice at all. Like champions that they were legit, like this, the second time we played them in, in months and it worked out. So I feel confident, especially for myself, I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, but at least in the past two years, I have like performed much, much better when it comes into like best of fives, into like playoffs, when like the things matters the most. So I, I'm really excited. Like I'm not scared. I'm actually the opposite. Like I really want to play best of five. Also because I don't know for my team. I know like for some of them, some games on, on leg, we were just not comfortable. Like I don't know the reasons, but we were just not comfortable on stage. And I feel like in a best of five, it's it's actually hard to not be comfortable since you're gonna play at least three games. So maybe the first one, you know, it can be like a warm up. But 
the second and third and fourth or like as many games as there are, I think it's it's better for us, like as a thing. Which is, I mean, excited. I love best of five. So anytime more teams are excited about best of five, it's it's hype. It's my favorite <laughs> time of year. I love playoffs so much. Um, so Splice um, didn't really choose you, right? Fanatic pick Vitality. But I'm curious, yeah. out of out of these, not the one and two, but is there any team you would have preferred to face besides Splice before we start talking about your quarterfinal matchup? Um, obviously eligible. You've got Fanatic. You've got Splice. You've got yourselves. You've got Vitality. So somewhere in that four, would you prefer to face Vitality? you preferred to face uh, Fnatic even? Well, they spanked Vitality, so yeah. I would assume. For sure not Fnatic, I think. Yeah, for sure not Fnatic. Even though we are like 3-0, <laughs> it's them. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to, to face them. Yeah, like, it's last week, they are just performing too well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're scary. I'm, I was very surprised. When we had when we had them on the show, I thought they were done, though. Like, they yeah. talked to us, they sounded sad, and the next week, they started smashing people. So, Fnatic is definitely scary. I understand that one. Yeah, I think I'm not sure about Vitality, like... Yeah, I mean, we talk against them. Fastest game in LEC history. Ooh la. They actually love game. That's was. quite sexy. Anyway. That's fair. I think we know, like, their style, how their style works. And I think we found, like, way to, like, this, like face their style. So I think it would be preference for be, like, Vitality. Because I think Splice, they have, uh, like, same type of uh, our team. Like team fight potential, and I think they have uh, Kobe, like really good ADC. So I think their team fight potential is much better than like Vitality. So I think I would like to face Vitality if we could choose. Actually, I'm with him. I, I will also choose Vitality. So do you think out of all the teams that going into best of five, do you think Vitality is probably the weakest then, the way it looks right now? I think I mean, Fnatic. Fnatic also wanted to pick Vitality, right? Or they did say technically that they would have picked Splice, but that was mostly due to no surprises. They didn't expect surprises from Splice, but Valsas like I mean, it. for sure, I think they are the most coin flip team. Like, I think Vitality sometimes, they look as a really strong team. I mean, like, they have been top two for, like, almost the whole split. But also sometimes, some games, they look, like, really bad. Especially, I think, like, the last weeks, maybe bowling, they don't look, like, working together at all. Mm. And... I can understand why Fnatic also chose them. I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to improve in these two weeks because at the end it's Vitality and they have been a really good team. But if you take the last weeks, I can understand why, why they chose him overall. If you had to put a name to Vitality style, what would you call it? Because everyone says, you know, Vitality style, we think we, we figured it out, but what does that actually look like? For sure, it's like crazy. It's like fighting 24-7. I mean, aggressive warriors, They I don't respect. Say. They just don't respect. Yeah. It's yeah, like have only one shield and like a spear and just like, <laughs> you know? Do you feel really like they, they bring really the really shield really or the spear and you just never know where you're going to get, like where they're going to show up? I don't I just throw the spear, you know? <laughs> just throw the spear. <laughs> they, get one, they have one yeah. spear and they, they throw the spear and yeah. it hits you and you die or they miss and it's just over. It's like, I'm know, not saying offensive way. You know? <laughs> no, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> I, I like them. I like them. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think it's like regardless of... I mean, there's just truth in it, right? At the end of the day, like we've we've seen these wonderful performances from Metality, and we've also seen some pretty XD games. I'd say the game against Excel, where it was just like they were smashing. You know what? No, I, I'm about to call people. Out. I understand people want to grab like Vitality, but when I saw the Fnatic like 
snap locked vitality. I'm just like, how could you do that? That team is always second. They always show up under high pressure situations. They've got weird fiddlesticks picks where suddenly you're playing like Echo in the mid lane or it's getting flexed into multiple positions. Vitality would be the last team that I want to fight in a best of five. Cause I'm like, these guys are crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not going to risk my, my oh coin my flip best of five. I actually think it's just actually a mistake. Oh, well, I'm so. We find out. I mean, we'll get Fnatic next week and we can hear. That's they fine. Can, Those guys will run it down, but it just takes <laughs> three games where they decide not to run it down. Or even just two and then it gets scary. <laughs> it's actually so true. I, I look, five games. I'm just going to say I want five games for every series. I have no opinions. I'm unbiased. Just give me five games for every series. We're focusing in SK versus Splice. Um, you talked about Kabe kind of being a strong point for the team. He's obviously uh, a pretty good AD carry. He's also here, so we'll, we'll, he's like right over there. So we'll <laughs> That's get what you can't <laughs> see, is that really, Splice is right there. Really good <laughs> making uncomfortable <laughs> eye contact. Um, but who do you think, if you look across the Splice lineup, like is there any one player outside of Kabe, or including Kabe, really, that you're like that you're worried about playing against or that you think is like yes. a, a big threat? Underneath the Splice gaze, who are you scared of on yeah, that Yeah, this team? is also what's tough about Splice being here. Maybe next time we'll mix it up, but like, Splice <laughs> is literally right there. So like... Don't leak anything, but please like give, give us give us a taste of some. What are you what are you scared of against Splice? Like for me, I don't like my opinion. Splice just works well because they are all like all the, all the, sorry all the players are just good. Like I don't think. I mean, yeah, I actually think Kobe not because he's here. Like I not be <laughs> I not impressed, <laughs> but like I think he's the one who is performing the best. Mm. But I think the the other four are just like also like playing really good and. I think they just work as a team, and that's why they have, and I think fourth place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are. I, I'm not especially scared about anyone specific. I don't know if Rins is scared about Kobe. I don't know about the Xerxes champion pool a bit. Oh yeah, that, yeah, Nuno, that's true. You know? Actually, that's true. <laughs> like, sure, drafting versus splice is not easy. Like you always have, need to like ban random jungles, or he will he will play them like Nunu like. I don't, don't want to like, see Nunu is like doing like snowball and just come through my lane and just putting me on pressure, you know? <laughs> I yeah. don't like that. Do you think Splice are actually the fourth best team in the LEC right now? Like, because we asked you guys if you thought you were the actual sixth best team. Um, where mm. would you put Splice? Would you say fourth is fair? Or do you think they're third? Are they? I think third or fourth because um, they're just pretty working well as, as a team. And I think the synergy will just make them like really, look really mm. great teams. So. Yeah, I think that's fine. I would put them fifth, probably. Just because I think Fnatic right now is so strong. <clears throat> probably would be like after Fnatic. Because I think like Origin, G2. But actually, no. Wait, I'm missing. Fourth. That's fourth. Yeah, I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I would put them fourth. I, would put I was like, no, he's walking into this. <laughs> like, like, I'm missing. Fnatic, Fnatic, somebody, Splice. <laughs> yeah, okay, then. I would put them fourth, too. Um, so, we, I mean, we talked a little bit about like, Vitality as a team, right? And kind of like the nature of their aggressive style, for better or worse, sometimes. Uh, I'm curious what you think about Splice, because they're a team that, like, the the long game memes have come out a lot this season, and it felt like towards the end of the split, we did see some really, really clean, really explosive games from Splice, but we also saw games where it, like, kind of all fell apart. What do, you, what do you think of Splice as a team right now? What do you think of their style? Uh, you talked a lot about their synergy, but it doesn't feel like that's always shown through the split. I mean, I for sure I remember some games that they were just not doing anything. Just, they were just waiting, farming, and just going to late game every single game. But I feel like the last weeks it hasn't been like that. And I feel like they rely a lot on teamfights. That's also what we do, I think. So that's why I feel like we are really close teams. Like, yeah, I feel like 
probably all of our games will end up like being in team like team fightings, and whoever team fights better will win. Okay, then I want to cast your series because I love team fight games. All right, to close this out, um, I want predictions from you on how your series are going to go. But rather than just saying it up front, if you if you gentlemen could hand me your Euphoria official playoff bracket, uh, we're going to be asking. So we asked the teams to all fill out a bracket. Mm-hmm. They're doing mm-hmm. it in teams. So both Warlib and Dreams are both in the SK team. And how it works is that you get two points per best of five. You up pick to two points. Up yeah. to two points. If you uh, correctly predict the winner, you get one point. If you correctly predict the score, you get another point. The team with the lowest score, Dragos and I are also included in this, will have to be the LEC cheerleader at MSI. We will assemble some cheers. There will probably be a video. We'll make a video. You'll be sufficiently embarrassed. So you, the only goal in this, in this bracket is to not be last. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what we're all we're all just no one wants to be last because that's the only place where there's a punishment and maybe we'll like we'll the winner will be taken out to Korean fried chicken by me because I really want Korean fried chicken and whatever I'll take someone to chop chicken that's 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 the big prize of the other opposite end because you got to add an incentive but to get into it you guys have predicted a three one for yourself over splice in your series why why three one why the three one score a confidence on team fight let's go you confidence <laughs> in team fights <laughs> then why is it a three zero I don't know. Like, I mean, there may be some cases that, <laughs> you know, like many things can happen. So we just put it. The Nunu jungle. <sighs> so one game, Splice get Nunu. The other three games, SK are coming on top. Okay, so SK Gaming, 3-1. Uh, that's hype. That's hype. I, as always, I predict. I hope for five games, but we'll see how it unfolds. What did we predict, Frost? Frost did our bracket by herself. She no. predicted 3-2. So um, I was actually really on the fence with this one, but I just felt that SK Gaming didn't have enough in the tank for a full five series. I think you guys do really well in best of one, and um, I do agree that it will come down to team fighting, but I don't think that Crownshot has a diverse enough champion pool comparatively to Kabe if you guys are both team fighters. So I had to give it to Splice because, like, probably on the Kabe train right now, you can play, like, Vayne, you can play Jinx, you can play Tristana, you can play Sever, you can play everything. To be fair, they only have to play five games in the series because you wrote 3-2. You could have wrote 3-0, and then they only would have had to play three games. It's team fights. That comes (laughs) down to a coin flip. Someone (laughs) has a bad team fight, it's over. All right, I want to run through the rest of of your guys' bracket quick before we go to Twitter questions. Um, You predicted Fnatic to just straight up 3-0 Vitality. Like, you guys don't even think that's even remotely close? Just, like, bam? Just, like, they're just out? Yeah, I mean, Fnatic we is both just, agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Fnatic is just performing too well. It's not. I'm not saying that like Vitality is bad team. Mm-hmm. Just Fnatic is just overperforming just every team, like every single game. So, so is this like the scene? For, have you guys seen Indiana Jones? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a scene where he's like faces the swordman. The swordman like throwing his sword all over, and then boom, and then just shoots yeah. him. That's it's what like, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that one, you know? That's so perfect. Uh, that's, that's, it's such a great scene. It's so multi-purpose. Um, we're going to post your entire bracket uh, on Twitter so people can come and interact with it. So I won't run it through uh, for everybody in podcast or video land here. But tell them who wins. So in the end, SK win over G2 with a 3-2, <laughs> which is hype. I love the confidence. But rather than touch on that, I do want to ask, you guys are saying G2 Esports are going to 3-1 Origin. Why the confidence in G2? It's been, it's been a shaky couple weeks from G2. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I think it depends on like... I think if Mickey X come come back, then I think they will perform like much better. So I'm Classic expecting from on the that support one. player. I mean, Mickey X is insane. So I mean, he's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, I mean, it's I really know. like hard to face uh, against Mickey X because he's 
playing really good. So. But they also lost with Mickey. I mean, that's true, but... I mean, performance will be better for sure. For me, it's not about Mickey. I mean, obviously, it helps. But it's more about like players like Perks, for me, or Caps. Mm. I don't think anyone can perform better than them in, like, when it matters. And also, I think they said that they were not screaming that much lately. And also, they were playing with a new support. And, I don't know, for me, it kind of felt like they were not trying that much. Like, I don't know. I, at least, I refuse to think they are that lost right now. I just mm. think that they were more, like, playing around because they yeah. were already, like, secured the first position. But I think they will, like, yeah, I think they will be origin. I think so. I, I see it. I see it. I, I want to see it now. Of course, um, as we go through the rest of the playoffs, we'll check in on these playoff brackets. Um, we may even invite you gentlemen back, depending on how your matchup versus Splice goes, um, as we keep checking in with playoff teams. But people submitted questions on Twitter, and I want to give them some love uh, before we say goodbye to you guys and send you on your way ahead of your prep for your matchup. Now, I want to start with Eric Lindell at ericmaster3, wants to know about pregame rituals and superstitions. Now, we haven't had you guys on. This is the first time we've had SK on the show. So is there any – does SK do anything really weird before games? Because, like, I've, I've heard OG behind yeah, stage. They yeah, say OG. we can do it a bunch of times, which is, you no, know, good Not on a them. bunch of times. They start shouting, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, So do you have yeah. anything like that? Do you guys shout? Do you, like, have, like, a special song that you listen to every day? No, I think we just play... I don't know anything. I think we just play Mundo 1v1 and just uh, try our skill shit. Yeah, actually, you saw this. Go into, you like, into Baron Ball? Pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mundo You go Ball. into Baron no? Pit. You <laughs> Mundo, like, you know, like, 1v1? Yeah, with yes. the cleavers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does everyone do that? Or is it just, like, do you guys I mean, take sometimes. turns? No, no, it came up, like, the last weeks, I think, it was fun. But no, we don't really have anything special, I think. Yeah. So we don't do anything, like... That's disappointing, you know? Like, Not even like go and we play. special socks? Special socks, oh. special... I mean... I mean, someone... I changed someone socks. Here, yeah, someone he changed here. socks. Yeah, be, uh, I mean... He goes not, not right before the stage game, but it just at that day, I just... You're supposed to change socks. your socks every day. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if it's a <laughs> match day, I just change my socks. What about, like, skins? Is there a specific... Like, when you play your Alistar, do you always have to use a special skin, or...? I mean, I'm I'm trying a lot at the screams that I want to find, like, most, which skin fits me most. Mm. And I I find the Kawa, Mu Kawa Alistar. Mu Kawa? Oh, yeah. With a blue which skin. Milk? Blue, blue skin. King, blue yeah. skin. Yeah. All right. Okay. It actually seems so good. And, yeah. and you, Jax... Is there? Oh yeah, what's the best Jack skin? Uh, there are like few of them. I just just know that if you answer wrong, has Shin Shin will flame you. I just want to say, sure. RNA was in the room when all of those hot loaders got banned. I turned to him, I go, "It's gonna be the Jacks game." He's like, "There's no way he'll play it." I'm like, "It's gonna be the Jacks game." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it already when they picked Jarvan. I was like, "It's gonna be a Jacks game." But I think Jacks Pax is actually it has the best auto attacks really? out of all the skins. Nice Pax Jacks, dude. All right. I like that you went with the most exclusive one. Too. So Jack's players at home are like, like, damn, <laughs> I can't buy that one. We can't sell that skin. Pick a different one. Say <laughs> so you really like God's Staff Jacks. The, the, the hockey one is actually really good. It's the one I always used before. Nice. All right, guys. One more question for Oscar, and you had another question you wanted to ask? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Will you approach the playoffs with the mentality? Wait, say the, who's it from. Oh, who's sorry. It from? It's from Noah Shar at, oh, God. Yeah, forget that. Yo, yo, we law, yo way, law, yo way, law. To all teams, will you approach the playoffs with the mentality of mastering one or a few strategies, or are you trying to diversify, widen the strategy pool, and maybe come up with some special approaches? You got some pocket picks, you got some crazy, are you just going to keep it close to the chest and go standard team fight? 
Remind, splice is sitting yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, splice is sitting across. Blink twice. <laughs> you can also you can also be like, we're gonna keep it under wraps, but we got something special. Just like maybe you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but just you know. Huh? Ban karma. <laughs> I mean, being honest, right now we don't even know what we're gonna do since we didn't start. Yeah, like practicing. So we. Yeah, we will slowly figure it out. Yeah, we All have right. an idea. Like, we will be lying if we say something. Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Um, thank you guys for joining us on this thank little you. mini episode. Uh, I'm excited to see your matchup versus Splice. I, with Splice having watched, I'm excited to hear what Splice has to say about uh, your opinions as well. So that's going to be hype. Um, this is, is this a Saturday match or a Sunday match? Or Friday or Saturday? Oh, my God. I don't know. I think it's the first one because it's the lower seed. We'll keep you posted on the schedule. I should know this, you'd think, but it's the off week, so we're playing it fast and loose here on the Euphoria podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll cut it here on these guys, and we'll jump into the next team in just a few seconds. All right, we are back. We are here with Nuke Duck, uh, legendary mid laner of second best team in Europe at the end of the regular season, Origin. Uh, Nuke Duck, first off, welcome. This is the first time we've done a Hangouts slash Skype slash... It's quite intimate. It's very intimate. How you feeling? How's life? Yeah. Where are uh, you? I'm Where I'm, I'm in the, in Copenhagen in the, my apartment. Nice. You have a separate uh, apartment. You just help me set up everything, and now uh, yeah, I'm ready for Euphoria. <laughs> he's such a good mom. Yeah. Do you feel like he's team mom? Uh yeah, but he's like he's not around as much as Fabian. He's a normal manager, you know. Ah. Uh, so uh, more the absentee father. The, the streams and the camera and stuff. That's oh. that's his forte. Yeah. He does love the camera. All right, well, you guys locked second place. Um, congrats. Oh, be, yeah, one congrats. Two, a lot of things came together to make that happen. Um, yeah. How, how are you feeling? What are, what are your thoughts on, on getting second place? No, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought the same. Like, everything kind of came together. Um, uh, like, Spice lost against Fnatic. Vitality lost everything. And we won. So, I mean, we, we just focus on our games, you know. And uh, if we if we win both our games, then, then good things can happen to us, you know. And uh, that's what happened. Absolutely. I mean, we saw uh, your coach behind state the scenes very much cheering for whatever team it would take to get you guys into second. You've now secured it. Um, do you do you have any strong feelings about the playoff format now that you've locked in second place? Are you like so happy that you you can afford to lose a best of five, or does it even matter to you? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, the playoff format is like extremely favored towards the the top two. I think like the other teams are starting, you know, in the round of eighteen. Uh, no, yeah, round of 16, right? Random. So, yeah, we can, we can watch them a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy about it. Yeah, of course, the format is great for us. Do you guys think that... Uh, we've asked this of the other teams on the, the podcast so far. Do you guys think that you are the second best team in Europe right now? Or do you think that if you guys played the finals today or played the playoffs today that you would win it all? Uh, second best team then uh, who, who would you assume was the best team Fnatic or G2 I mean I don't know it's up to you who's yeah, the best saying, team like, who do you, where do you see yourself like rather than looking at the standings if you just did a stack ranking of the teams right now going into playoffs would you be number two is that fair or would you guys be number one number three where do you see yourself um, uh, I, th- I think if you would play playoffs right now we would, we would be the best yeah I like I don't it think G2 is a bit out of form and I think we are we are a little bit better than Fnatic right now so yeah so then, uh, do you do you feel like it's it's bad for you guys to like not be able to jump into playoffs immediately and to have this time off when you are so much relatively str- or so, when you feel like you're stronger than the competition right now? Um, well, we would anyway play. You know, if we were to play earlier, we would have been the the like the 
the other games that mm. would and we would anyway have to play in a while. So now, uh, for us, the, our spot is perfect. But yeah, there there is a lot of time for everyone to prep different stuff. You know, we are obviously not gonna scrim G two, so we are both gonna prep something for three weeks. So it's it's a bit more of a guessing game. But uh, so yeah, I, I think uh, always if you're if you're the best team, you would like to play you know finals today. You know, but. Uh, but you just kind of have to guess what they're doing and try to figure out what we want to do. Yeah, and obviously new patch too. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm curious, when we look, before we talk specifically about your matchup uh, versus G2, I want your opinion on some of the lower teams, the third through sixth teams. Um, who do you think is the strongest of those four teams that are playing in that first round? I mean, it, it's uh, it's Fnatic, I think, uh, fairly obviously. So, uh, yeah, I think Fnatic are strong, and then it's, it's SK and uh, Vitality and Splice. Mm. Uh, I think uh, yeah I think Fnatic are strong and all the other teams are like of similar strength I think uh, if uh, Vitality kind of gets their stuff together you know they, they can be as good as Fnatic um, but ever since you know Yusuke was sick and he came back he have, they haven't really you know played like they used to do or like managed to, to play their way I don't know they, they just seem very like very tilted perhaps when they play. So I think they have potential to be good as well. So is it fair to say that in the Fnatic versus Vitality BO5 that you have Fnatic winning? Uh, yeah, I have Fnatic winning, but I wouldn't be surprised actually if if uh, like if Vitality gets, you know, like everything in place again and uh, they manage to perform like they did before Yusuke went out sick, then they have a chance of winning that as well, I would say, yeah. Were you surprised at all when Fnatic like snapped pick Vitality? Did you think that that was a risk? Yeah, I, I thought that was weird, yeah. Because he's a Especially. smart man. <laughs> yeah, I I just scolded a bunch of teams of snap picking Vitality. I am aligned with you. I'm like, that's crazy. Those guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I thought they would at least like wait and see if they could pick Schalke or... I mean, yeah, I, I would even pick SK instead. Too. Yeah, that, that was weird for me. They probably have uh, scrimmed them a lot and have uh, something more to base it off, though. Potentially, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's just interesting to see that they were that confident. It does feel still like a big gamble uh, in the end. Now, we have um, SK and Splice on this week. We've already talked to SK. We're, waiting, we're talking to Splice after you. Um, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on that best of five specifically and, like, what you think is, is going to be important to look at there. Yeah. So Splice, I think those teams are quite similar, I would say. Um What's important there? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I think I think most they're quite even evenly matched across the board. I would say so. I think yeah, the just better team will take it. I don't know what's like what's really the key. Maybe Chachi on tanks will be the key. <laughs> so who would you have winning, Splice or SK? Uh, I think I would have Splice. Three one, three two, three zero. Uh, it's probably 3-2. It's going to be a thriller, I think. Oh, dude, that's all I ask for. That's all I want. That's hype. Well, let's jump in on your, your matchup. Obviously, it's it's pretty far away. You guys have a lot of time to prep. Um, what G2 don't look very strong right now, but when you look at the matchup that's coming up, is there anything in particular that when you look at G2 over the course of the split that you're nervous about or uh, you know that you're scared about coming into this matchup that could pop up again? Um... I don't think we're scared about about most stuff, but you know they, when they have uh, their full roster with Mickey playing, they're obviously stronger than than with Promise Q because you know, perks, 
started playing ADC with with Mickey as support, so they have like really good synergy because they you know kind of learned both lane together. So they are like a much stronger duo than with Promiscu. And um, and Sazmat just have to like take care of, of stuff normally against you too. So it's like you need to make sure they don't pick a ganking jungler and they kill you too much early game and. Uh, it's important to make sure like Caps doesn't win mid because when he has advantage, he, it's like really good at snowballing the game. Even though let's say uh, we are we are ahead in gold, but Caps is ahead, then he's still really really good at uh, kind of carrying the game uh, as long as he has the lead. He's, he's really good at using it. So that's what they have to take care about too. You don't have to say which direction, but. Where do you think the biggest um, differences between the two teams, like top lane, bot lane, mid lane, jungle, if you had to pick a position? You don't have to say like G2 have a, a bigger or a better advantage here, Origin have a better advantage, but just where's the biggest the, discrepancy? The, the difference, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, probably the biggest difference is, is jungle, like it's just like playstyle wise. I guess Jankos likes to, you know, like he likes to gank all the time. You can see in this the the last week and the week eight, uh, like week eight and week nine, he was, for example, ganking bottom at level three, or and then he would recall and he would not do any camps and he would run straight top to gank again. Uh, whereas Yunus is more playing, you know, like more uh, to get ahead of the enemy jungle and use that to to you know like more take over the map and take the objectives. So yeah, I think that that's the biggest playstyle difference. Just Yunus uh, uh, likes to play more. Uh, around one lane at a time and, and make sure he gets ahead of the enemy jungle and Jankos likes to kind of just like gank as much as he can. Now looking at this matchup as like a best of five, I think you both of your teams feel like the team that I would not want to play against in a best of five. It seems like you guys have so many different drafts and so many different plans and G2 for the longest time have had all these flex picks. H how do you feel about Origin transitioning from best of one into best of five? Uh, I think we have to work on it a bit because um, we realized, you know, midway through the split that what some of the other teams are doing is that because you only play two games, right? You can almost practice the one draft you're going to play on stage, like for two days straight. So you can play like 12 games of the same draft, kind of. Uh, and we, we also heard that that's what some Korean teams are doing. Um, and that's, the, it actually... It's really OP for regular split to do that because you will be like so comfortable with all the matchups you're gonna play. You will be everyone will know what you what everyone needs to do without even like talking too much about it. Uh, and we started doing that as well. Um, not not like that extreme, but we started also you know figuring out what draft we want, and then we we should already know it on Wednesday and then practice it on Thursday. Uh, so now we have to be more like broad with our practice. Um, and it feels like G2 is already doing like the broad practice and they're not one of the teams just practicing what they want to play the whole week. Um, so I, we just have to like get, get back to what we were doing in the start there. Sounds like, uh, I mean, sounds like a big task ahead of you guys uh, on top of, you know, trying to figure out a new meta. Uh, do you guys feel like you have a good process with your whole setup to like figure out what it is that's going to be best to play that that's going to work out best for you as a team? Uh, yeah, I think the, the patch is really isn't that big, uh, 9.6. Not that the notes are not out, but I'm, I'm checking, you know, on the PvE and stuff. And it seems that it, it's going to be mostly the, the same meta. The biggest change, I think, is like the minion dematerializer. They're like reworking it a bit. Uh, but other than that, it's just like, you know, Silas is getting a slight nerf because he's like really OP. Same for Zoe and same for LeBlanc. 
but then uh, most other stuff stays the same. So, I, I mean, I think we will figure it out fairly quickly, but it, it's going to be up to the players and the coach. Uh, I don't think any like system can, can help us figure it out. We just have to make sure that we can figure everything out. Yeah, just play on it. Um, the Nuke Duck Infinite Champion Pool is a frequently a topic of discussion uh, on and off the broadcast. So uh, I'm curious, will Kale, this is, this is very specific for me, no one else cares, but you've played Kale before. Yeah. Is Have you played New Kale and do you have opinions on New Kale? Yeah, I, I played it a bit, but it's, uh, it's, um, I, I'm not sure like how, how like it, it can be kind of like a good counter pick, you know, because you can't really lane against something with range. Uh, like any mage kind of just destroys you. And while you sort of outscale, it's really, really slow because you don't really outscale until level 16. And even then, if you're like actually behind the mage, you're not, you didn't really even outscale him. So I think he can work against melee champions where you can like take klepto and farm, but against any like normal mid lane pick, I don't think anyone will play Kale. I kind of figured that was the answer. But I wanted. I maybe I thought maybe you, the madman, would would develop something special. He was never gonna come on and be like, "Yes, Kale is our secret." No, he wouldn't say Kale, but he could. But he could say Kale is an actual champion that could get played. You know, which that's kind of what I wanted to hear. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Caps plays it or uh, or some other crazy guy. I probably only Caps. Yeah, if he plays it, I wouldn't be surprised. You two are, I think, the craziest mid laners when it comes to picks. I think I think Jazuke is a close third. But when it comes to wild picks, I feel like you guys always have something special. So who wins? Caps or Nuke Duck? No. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. who caps yeah. or Nuke Duck? Yeah, but, but G2 Origin, who wins? Um, I mean, I, I think we're going to win, of course. Uh, just uh, our recent form is better than G2's. And uh, when it comes to mid lane, it just depends on, like, yeah. It's, it's kind of a guessing game. I have to guess what he wants to play, and I, I will prepare my counters for it, you know, and, uh, and he'll probably do the same. And then maybe there'll be some, like, next leveling as well. So it just uh, depends who takes you the furthest. Have you ever gotten to the point where you're, you've started playing champions that you have no intention to play on stage in solo queue to, like, try to bait someone into figuring out a counter pick to it? No, I'm actually doing like the level beyond that because I, I play on a secret account. So like no, no, no one, no, the enemy teams, they don't actually know which account I play on. So I just play like anything I want and they, they have no idea. I love it. I love the, the like the poker and level mind games that come through in this. Um, G2 is going to take it. What's the score going to be? How confident are you? Is this a 3-2? Is this a slugfest? Is this a 3-0? I mean, I said, I said OG will take it. But or OG, uh, sorry, OG, I yeah. We'll uh, <laughs> Hello? Our bracket says Origin take yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we will win 3-1 against G2, yeah. So it will be a bit close, but not that close. You know? Oh, man, is that what our bracket says? No, it says 3-2. Oh, our sister to you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to hear. Um, now, I'm curious, then, looking at the, the next matchup, you say Fnatic and Spice is going to take it. Um, who's going to face you in the finals, then? If let's, if, let's say, let's assume that it's like a Fnatic G2 uh, battle to see who is gonna, who's going to face you in the finals, or even Splice, yeah. maybe a Splice G2. Um, who do you think is going to face you in the finals, then, if you're taking down G2? Um, I mean, it's it's. I think it's gonna be Fnatic and G2 in the semi, other semifinal, or like at least like I'm really confident that probably Fnatic is gonna make it because I don't think Splice can win against Fnatic. Like their play style is, you know, they play like slow and controlled, and they they want to scale. 
but they are worse at playing late game than Fnatic, I think. And the thing with Splice is that they draft really late game champions. Uh, so they, they usually win late game team fights, but I don't think they are like that exceptional at playing playing the late game. Uh, and I think Fnatic are better. So I, I just don't see how Splice could ever beat Fnatic actually, mm -hmm. especially in the BO5. So I think Fnatic is like almost locked at the, the semifinal for me. So do you think that you're going to have another run at G2 in the finals that all you have to do is beat G2 twice to go to MSI or is it Fnatic origin finals? Uh, I mean, the thing is Fnatic has to play like all those games, you know, against all the other teams and they will, they, and they are, as I told you earlier, you know, about the, the tactic of like prepping really hard for one game, always playing the same. I think Fnatic is really, really using that a lot where it looks like they, they always just practice that champion the whole week. Uh, I think uh, they, they even said something along those lines. So I think uh, that can be a really close BO5. And, but since they have to play, show everything, because they already have to play two BO5s, maybe uh, G2 has like a, an advantage there. But honestly, I have no idea which team is like stronger at that point. I don't know. I just The top three of Fnatic, G2, and OG is like, the most hashtag LEC scripted thing I could possibly think of. If Rick Rivals was competitive, yeah. we are bringing the heat. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are prepping hard for Rick Rivals. Um, we do have some Twitter well, questions. Wait, are we actually qualified for Rift Rivals? I think it's based on regular season. Is it regular season or is it final finish? They have uh, qualified for Rift Rivals. You have auto-qualified for Rift Rivals because the lowest you can get is third place. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, we, we figured as much, you know, but uh, uh, when Andre tweeted about it, he tweeted like, we're going to Rift Rivals. Some rioter told him to like don't no, don't tweet that because it's not like completely sure yet. Oh uh, well, yeah, we don't actually know either. I'm so trust sure. trust that person in the sense that well, we don't know like there isn't a Rift Rivals formal announcement yet. So oh, they might... could change the format. They yep. could change other things. They could change literally anything. I'm about ninety five percent sure that you're going to. Rift Rivals. I, I would I would give it a comfortable ninety nine, but I don't <laughs> technically know, so I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, but I'd say Rift Rivals is definitely there. Now I'm gonna. I'll be, I'll be pretty disappointed now. <laughs> if you don't go, thanks guys. Uh, Riff Rivals question before we get into the actual Twitter questions. Which NA team do you want to beat the most and why? Do you watch NA? Do you watch NA? That's a good start. I don't watch uh, NA. You know what? I mean, I, I watch sometimes. Uh, I watch uh, like maybe TL or TSM games. Um, but I think like lately it's a bit like a bit boring to watch it. But I think TSM are, are quite good and so is TL. Um, so, yeah, I'll play one of those teams. I think those teams are actually, like, really good and would even, like, they would do, not even do bad in, in the EU, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess uh, TSM or, or, or TL. I'm sure Mithy would want to beat TSM, though. Yeah, that'd be, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> that's the we're redemption getting, We're definitely <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves, but, yeah, the, uh, the Sven versus Mithy, that's a first. That would be exciting. Um so getting in now into our Twitter questions, Victor Madeira asks at uh, Klaz1K, classic, on Twitter. Uh, so for NukeDuck, how do you keep all your champion pool, parentheses, ocean, at a skill level that allows you to compete with other players that maintain theirs uh, more manageable or smaller champion pools? So like, how do you keep such a wide champion pool at, an, at a competitive level? Like, is there something special that you do? <clears throat> uh, I mean, first of all, I have to play a lot, of course. Um, but uh, other than that, it's like if you have a lot of champions, it's you, you, some of them you use as a counter pick, right? So like, and those that you use as a counter pick, you kind of only have to really know the matchup that you're going to counter counter pick. 
and if you play that a few times, then then that's already enough. So, for example, with Swain uh, last weekend, like I just had to, I had to know exactly how I want to play against Lissandra because that's what I was uh, picking him against. Uh, and that, that way I won't need as many games because I just need to know like actually just this matchup. Whereas if you have like your blind picks or like the strong meta picks, you have to have a lot of practice on because you're going to like blind pick them. You're going to play them in like many, many different matchups. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the key. Just like uh, don't practice too much on the, the weird champions and just to make sure you know the matchup you're going to pick it into. Cool. I like that. I sadly don't have that luxury as a solo queue player, so I feel like I'll never, I should never develop a big champion pool. I'll stick to my like one champion at a time. But I like it yeah, for competitive. You shouldn't. For climbing solo queue, the best is to play only the, the same champions all the time. I He's literally that. a Yasuo Kane one trick. I'm not. That's two one. That's two tricks. And I am a. <laughs> I play Mordekaiser Leona bot now because that guy on Reddit complained about it, and people get really tilted when you play Mordekaiser Leona bot. But that's a discussion for another time. I won't make you comment on that one, Nuke Doug. Uh, last question from a guy with pants. A his twist <laughs> at a guy with pants with a Z at the it's end. It's a good name. I like it. Uh, this was originally for Deficio, but I, I apologies once again for tweeting that Deficio would be here. That wasn't confirmed. I misunderstood. It was Nuke Duck the whole time. My bad. Um, Nuke Duck, how do you feel about the, kind of this refresh infrastructure and this infrastructure that you've had with Origin? And do you think this is like this should be a standard for other teams in the LEC? Um, um, well, I don't think that it's as much of like. Um, just a blueprint that they're using. So I don't think it can be standard for other teams because I think uh, the people that are doing it for us, uh, like uh, they are very, very experienced and really like top at what they're doing. So normally if, for example, someone from their traditional sports will come to eSports, um, it will usually be someone that's like less successful or, or less experienced. Uh, but in Casper and his, uh, his like performance team, they're all like, highly successful and very, very experienced in uh, traditional sports as well. So I think that's what makes it. it. I don't think it's like necessarily like a system they're using. I just think those guys are very, very smart about performance. Uh, so of course, it's like a huge, bigger team that you can make uh, in other teams as well. But I think it's just uh, yeah, it's just a really good group of people that are doing it. And that, that's why they're, they're successful at it. Interesting to hear, like, that the talent makes it. Because, I, I mean, obviously, like, when uh, when Cashman and these guys come up and they talk about what they're doing, it's much more they, like, they they praise the system, and they very rarely are like, we're awesome. But it's cool It's cool to hear the other side of that where you're like, actually, the system's cool, but anyone can make a system. It's, it's these guys running it that really make it special. Um, final question. Who is your finals opponent, and what is the scoreline? Um, it's not from Twitter, right? Um, nope, just... just I I think, um, I mean, it's, a, it's a basically a coin toss, but let's say, uh, let's say Fnatic then, because we played G2 already. All right. And, What's the uh, score? Yeah, and I think, we'll, I think we'll beat them 3-1 as well. That's hype. Is that what you have written? Origin 3-1 Fnatic. That's all. Frost agrees with you. All right. Well, we'll get your full bracket posted later, but uh, thank you, Nukeduck, for taking the time to talk to us and kind of share your thoughts on the playoffs overall. Uh, super appreciate you taking the time, even from, even from Copenhagen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to be here, remotely at least. Yep. One day we'll actually get to Fischio to fly you out, or we'll fly to you. It's going to happen at some point. Let's we'll fly figure to it out. Copenhagen. Yeah, that sounds way better. We're yeah, going to fly to Yeah, we're going to fly to you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's better as well. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for taking the time, uh, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. 
Uh, I guess you've never left. In hindsight, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Um, welcome. Splice is here now with us. But before, first off, Duke, Kabi, hello, hi. But before we get into hello. you guys, I have to go back to our previous episode. Why? Uh, because oh. the greatest gift of all time was given to us. I can't believe you guys had it printed out and brought it to us. <laughs> yeah, That's our glorious manager. Aww. Yeah, so super huge shout-outs to Splice and the management team at Splice because not only does Zerse draw us an MS Paint drawing to help promote the episode, they then printed it on canvas. Uh, I now I have to hold it above my head like it it's is a, a scene huge. If it's, you guys, if you, you got to put it into the, gigantic, just down a little bit. Okay. It is a massive giant canvas that is covered in a beautiful lavender print with uh, the splice members, and I'm even in it sick in the corner. Yeah, you have a yeah thermometer coming out of your mouth. Uh, we don't know where we're going to put it yet because it's really big. Uh, but once it's again, going on the thank wall. Thank you to you guys for being a part of Splice, and of course, thank you to Splice and the splice management team, and for Zerse. Zerse da Vinci. This man is an insane artist. It's he, unbelievable. He spends hours every Sunday doing them. Is this how he practices uh, his mouse skills? Yeah, exactly. That's a direct result of our coaching. Some people uh, play Osu, and he's just over there in MS Paint. That's actually a good starting yeah. point. Kabe, did you ever play? Or are you an Osu guy? Or either of you Osu people? I, I am, and I played it for a few years, but I, I had a long break now. But I actually picked it up recently, and I'm starting to get good. Is it again. like? Does it? Do you think it actually? Because the biggest thing I was told when Osu started becoming popular is that it made you better at League of Legends. Do you think it makes you better at League of Legends? Mm. I mean, I'm not really sure I just played because I think it's fun and can download mm -hmm. my own songs. So. You weren't like, I'm about to lock in vain, got to get the hours <laughs> in. I mean, at some point I was sure there was like some difference, but nowadays I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Like, I know it can help a bit, like you can use aim booster as well uh, on the internet, but it's, I I'm not sure. I was hoping for an easy way to climb as a mediocre <laughs> League of Legends player. All right, so uh, welcome once again. You guys ended the season in fourth place. Now, there was a period in the middle of the season where I was like, this team's not going to make playoffs. Uh, Marty tweeted at me very aggressively to remind me that that was not the case when you guys started winning again. Shout out to Marty. Um, and then it ended in fourth place, which to me felt kind of sad because you guys were very much contesting second place. And then it felt like while Origin got literally every good thing that could possibly happen, it felt like you guys uh, were kind of... I mean, obviously the final game against Fnatic was, was tough, but it did feel also like a lot of the incidental games for the other teams kind of turned against you as well. How do you feel about that fourth place finish? Um, I would say our Fnatic game was pretty sad. Um, I would rather lose the second place just because we're the worst team than either them or Origin, but that was not really how it went. We just kind of lost the game in three minutes, so that, that blew a bit. Um, and then... I'm not really sure, like, we were watching Vitality the day before and they had to lose uh, because we were worse head-to-head -head against them, and they did. So uh, we were like, it's in our hands now, but then we failed in the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think the events were that bad for us. I just think that, uh, yeah, we didn't succeed at beating Fnatic in the end, and uh, ending, we ended up fourth. We could have gotten second maybe, but um, I think that's a fair place considering our current uh, level, even if I think we can improve a lot in the next two weeks. If you guys got your hands on Origin, do you think that you guys are the true second best team and that you just lost to the best performing team in Fnatic? Or do you think that you really are the fourth, maybe third best team in the league right now? Mm, I'm not sure as of now, week nine. Um, I would say it would be close since obviously they're really strong, both of them right now. But I would say... I would much rather say yes um, after these few weeks preparing for playoffs because I know we have some more we need to improve on before I'm going to say that we're 
like a, the best team or top two team or whatever. I think we're definitely a strong team, but I'm not ready to say we're the best before mm. in a few weeks. Now, before we um, talk a little bit more about playoffs, I want to give you guys the chance to set the record straight on Splice. Now, um, we've, as a broadcast, thrown a lot of criticism your way, and the community has thrown criticism your ways too. So I'm curious what your guys' perception is of the Splice play style, and if it does match up with a lot of people talking about this Splice go for late game, goes through. I've heard in the past it was a result of, you know, some mistakes in the mid-game just force these games later and later. But now I'm curious, is as we head into best of five, will you guys actually prioritize late game? How do you, how do you feel about it overall? I mean, I think there is a big misconception uh, when we compare Splice from last year and this year. I think both tend to go late game, but for different reasons, and that has been really overlooked. Last year, it was mostly because our really early game was uh, terrible, I would say the worst in the league, uh, laning phase in general. Um, now, we have pretty good early game, but it's mostly our mid-game mid uh, during the early season and mid-season that was pretty bad. Um, so we had to fix it. It was a bit weird because it was the opposite from what we had in scrims, where in scrims we were really bad early game and really good mid-game, but on stage we struggled a bit uh, having this good mid-game. I think maybe because we are a really young team. So we improved in the last two weeks, but I'm pretty confident that we can improve a lot on this mid-game aspect uh, during uh, for playoffs. And then just the late-game part is just a consequence of us not being that decisive in the mid-game and having always elements of late game in our draft to make sure we can, because we need we need the wins too, and having also Kobe as AD carry, who is, uh, I think, the best uh, team fighting AD carry. So do you think then that like drafting these more late game picks for Kabe is just kind of like acknowledging, hey, this is a weakness we have, and we just accepted that sometimes we have to go late game and we need this insurance card? And, and does that change when we go into playoffs when you're feeling maybe more confident in your strategies and you can mm -hmm. pick something that's more early game focused? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I mean, my, my job is to, to win the games, right? So uh, I, I need to do what I can to, to make sure that we win and that we go to playoffs. So I know that one of our strengths was for sure late game team fighting, but we tried a lot of things, new things. That's also, for example, we uh, pulled out the Draven last game. Didn't work out because of the first two levels, but I'm pretty confident we'll be able to have this ready for playoffs. And I think we can play pretty much, we'll be able to play pretty much any style for playoffs. Where do you think your mid-game shortcomings came from? I know in my conversations with Vettius, we felt that it was on Humanoid and Orskaran, not knowing where to rotate to or how to set up properly. Do you guys uh, agree with that assessment, or do you think it's something entirely different? Does it change game to game to game? Mm, I, I would say it's hard to put on uh, specific players, because, I mean, obviously it's as a team, we're kind of lost sometimes. Um, if one guy knows it, he should be able to direct the entire team to do it. Um, but of course, like with them being sort of newer players, then let's say they have a few more years on the board, then maybe they would know better. But in the end, it's a team issue, I would say. Um, and like for me specifically, I have a good idea of it. But I feel if we play 1v1 as an AD carry in mid lane and you're just there stuck farming the mid wave and then you go look, uh, maybe there's a camp I need to farm, maybe a clear ward. And I feel like in that position, it's hard for me to direct the team. But um, but yeah, as I said, I think it's hard to put on like specific players. So given the uh, time for Splice to iron out your guys' mid-game and kind of the potential ceiling of this roster, if you stick with these players for, let's say, two years, like what does the skill ceiling look like? Because I feel like a lot of the community will look at the members individually of Splice and say, like, this is a hard-capped team at possibly fourth. Do you guys agree with that? Or do you think that you could 
overcomes the power Coming friendship hot. synergy or team fighting to be more than that. This is not, do not make this the Danish splice. The dust. Let's kill the power of friendship <laughs> meme yeah, before I it mean, gets started the, again. The, the last time people said the exact same thing about the splice roster from two years ago and uh, now they are, there is uh, Kobe who is arguably one of the best, if not the best Eddie in Europe, Wonder, um, what Sanker is called, and, um, and Mickey. So I think it's also due to the image that the team has and I don't think this roster is capped at all. Uh, I think there is actually a huge margin of improvement um, is that we, I hope that we'll see for playoffs, but also for next split. So no, I, I'm, I'm really confident that our team can improve a lot and has already improved a lot, uh, considering that we are a brand new team with super young players. I mean, we have Chachi, but uh, the other players are pretty young. So no, I'm confident we have actually a, a huge ceiling. And one final question. Um Kavya, as, as, as Duke was talking about, you're, you're frequently that late-game insurance. You know, you are the late-game team-fighting AD carry, the iconic one uh, that people think of outside of when Reckless decides to have a, a Sivir game here and there. Um, so I'm curious, does that feel like a lot of pressure on you when you when you talk about kind of being the guy that you know that if something goes wrong in the mid-game, that late-game comes, comes down to you performing in teamfights? Mm, not at all, I would say, because that's my favorite part of playing the game and I feel like I've been in that position so many times from just a lot of experience so in that regard no but as Duke mentioned about some misconceptions about Splice I think the biggest one is that sometimes and it's not to make myself look better but sometimes people say yeah, he only looks good because they only play around him but the way you play around an AD carry is not stalling the game out and just waiting for late it's by ganking bot lane putting all your resources into AD carry and that's like so when I hear this, it's just if people, they don't really get how you play around an AD carry, but um, yeah. Who would you say are the um, top three ADCs in the league? As of now or in general? Right now. Mm, I mean, I don't want to reveal my voting yet, but I think Upset has always been really good. I think Perks has done well this split. Patrick as well. Um, and of course, like you, you have to mention Reckless as well, even though he's... I mean, he had a decent split, but from what you would expect from him, I would say it's not up to that standard. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that that's kind of my my four go-to. Like the I I respected Attila a lot as well, and I still do. Uh, I think he was really good last year and gave me a lot of trouble. But this split, I feel like he hasn't performed that well. So mm. interesting to hear. Um, the way the top has unfolded, and unfortunate for upset that he wasn't able to make playoffs despite making that list. Uh, now, as we look ahead to, towards playoffs, um, one of the one of the first things that Fnatic said uh, coming in after they snap picked Vitality, which we'll get your opinions on in just a second, uh, they wanted to pick you. Did, did, thoughts? <laughs> How do you feel? Like would I? Because I assume that that's a lot of teams have been talking about trying to avoid playing against Fnatic. Are you in the same same school of thought where you do not want to play Fnatic in round one? Would you prefer to play Fnatic? And of course, no team wants to face Fnatic in round one because the the other two teams are way worse at the moment. But uh, but I'm not really afraid of facing them afterwards. Um, I think they are. Like I heard a young Buck in the cafeteria after the game saying that playoffs is all about uh, mental and getting into the head of the opponent. So I think maybe what he did is a mistake. Just gave me more, gave us more uh, drive to actually beat them in the end. And I think we have the tools, even if we struggle a bit against them in scrims because of the very early game. I think if we fix our few issues, I don't think they are that strong. So, yeah. 
Dang, I like it. I like the idea because I the biggest thing about Fnatic is once they start getting momentum, it's really hard to take it away from them, at least in the eyes of the public, because people are just ready, right? They start to crash. They're going to crash hard. The public is ready to sell them out. Don't get me wrong. But they start to rise, and literally everyone and anyone will ride on that Fnatic hype train, and it does always make them, at least from my perspective, seem like kind of an intimidating opponent. Um, you already talked about you're confident you can play anything coming into best of five. Uh, your first opponent is SK. You talked about them being one of the, the weaker teams overall. Um, what is your biggest concern when you look at this this lineup, this SK lineup? Is like, is there anything that really stands out to you? Is it a single player, like self-made? Is it a play style? What is like? Do you think the biggest threat? I mean, I think self-made is good, but I don't think you look at this team and you're scared of any of their players necessarily because, I mean, why this team is good is not because of individuals, like except for maybe self-made. You can argue that, but I think what makes SK good is that they play really well as a team. They always do the same. They don't really have big star players, as I said, so I think just team-wise, they work well together, and that's why they, they got to here. Now, um, SK earlier talked about, like, he thinks, or Dream specifically, was like, this is a game about team fights. Do you, do you agree? Like, do you think that, like, when it comes down to it, will you guys, whatever happens in draft, it's just going to be all about these big team fights? Because they're obviously, you guys are obviously a talented late game team fighting team. They've had uh, some talent in those late game team fights as well. Do you think it will just, at the end of the day, be... Kabe versus Crown Shot and four other dudes like toe to toe at the Baron Pit five v five. I mean, maybe a bit, but not not sure if it's entirely gonna go like that because then I don't really see much hope for them. Yeah, I mean, I think if it comes down to team fights, uh, we should have the upper hand. But uh, again, we want to have all the the strategies ready for playoffs because SK are not the only team, and if you only prepare for team fights, for example, there is no chance that you beat a team like OG. So um, we are preparing for playoffs in general, and we want to have uh, all the strategies ready for, for, for the playoffs. So maybe we'll have to try them out against SK. Now, SK as a whole, like to me as a team, it feels like they have improved over the course of the split. And I'm curious how you feel about like individual 2v2 matchups, specifically for you and Norse Garen Kabe, because mm. Crown Shot and Dreams is, was, was really hard for me to get a read on. I'll be honest, Dreams seemed like a pretty proactive guy. Seems similar to Norse Garen, that he had like a good head for when to engage. Um, and Crown Shot is a guy who's had games where he looks unstoppable, and he's had games where he's standing in the exact right place can, three times in a row and, you know, loses his team the game. So I, I'm curious, what's your read on the spot lane overall? Well, I think Crown Shot does well later on, on stuff like Jinx or these late game carries, but I think in the laning phase, they, at least as a duo, I don't think they're close to us, basically. Like, in the first half of the split, I think we solo killed pretty much everyone, and since the second half, you can argue they got a bit worse with a bit more scaling champs and maybe not playing as well laning phase, but as a duo, I don't really, I don't see them having a chance either. So. I like I like the subtle like you're like there's a subtle lot of flame. The, not subtle flame, but just like the the it's like what you you always deliver it very calmly and coolly when you're saying these confident statements, which is most people like when they're gonna say something as strong as like you know like these oh yeah if it comes down to late game team fights SK don't stand a chance they like eyeball the camera and they like make that moment. But I like that you're just like you're saying it like you believe it and you're not making a show out of it. I mean when, I don't. Uh, I don't want to be mean to the meter because we were just sitting here before uh, mm -hmm. when they were doing the this as we're yeah. doing now and they're cool guys. I don't want to trash Yo, them yeah, too and much and I don't <laughs> think they're bad. I just think that we're better. That's that's all. Yeah, no, I'm saying I like it. I like it because usually when people make statements like that, they always, you know, they ham it up. So I like that I it's... Think 
It is interesting, though. Uh, if I examine Crownshot and Dreams, it feels like Dreams is the more experienced member, and he leads that lane. Um, whereas between you and Norskaren, obviously if Norskaren's on something like a Braum, he'll do a bit more leading, but it actually, watching it, it feels like you lead it a bit more. Um, is that true, and do you find it harder if it is as the AD carry where you're trying to micromanage? Because you are, mm. what, the most veteran member other than Chachi on that roster? Yeah, I would say it comes down to like different things in the laning phase. I don't think I have to micromanage in that way. I would say he's on melee supports. Obviously, he has to look for the engages and call all-ins. Uh, I think that's his job, but obviously I can see it too. But stuff like wave control and what you want to do with the wave, how you want to like pressure the map as a duo, then I think I take many of those decisions but um i think like for a young player he is he has a good head for the game and he can do a lot of good calls too yeah i mean we saw a lot of potential um from this guy obviously he's you know his time in the lec up until he joined you guys definitely was not he spent on rocket right like was not definitely not the or not rocket who did you play for rocket yeah, North Scan. North Scan. Jeez, I forgot. I got. I got forgot that Wadid. I was like, wait, Wadid <laughs> plays for Rocket. I was like, no, that was before he You're played like, for G two. He never played for Rocket. I've been casting EU for too long. I get my. <laughs> I get my legacy lineups mixed up. Regardless. Um. So you guys also made a playoff bracket, and this one it, I find very exciting for a couple different reasons. I'm gonna pull it over here now. Um. Obviously, Splice wins in the end. That's great. Everyone's put themselves winning in the end. Yeah, Super it cool. should be noted that all of the teams that we asked. True to power, put themselves winning. Which I, which I like. Um, now, you are one of many teams to put the, the Fnatic 3-0 for Vitality. And this is something we've been checking in with everyone about, is that the thoughts of Fnatic snap picking Vitality. Do you think that like that was like the right choice? Or are you in kind of, I know you guys heard earlier, maybe this part as well, but Frostgren's in the kind of the school of thought that like, that feels like a big risk. Like, why would you just pick Vitality when Vitality are one of the more unpredictable teams, I would say, in this playoff? I mean, the thing is, if you choose SK or even us, you might end up losing games that you don't expect to lose because whether because of the late game of team fighting or anything. The thing is, Vitality, they want to be this early game team and they want to play for top lane, but this style doesn't work against some teams. And I would say against Fnatic, it's pretty much impossible for Vitality to, to win. Um, the, th the thing is, I used to, I used to be pretty criti uh, critical of uh, Vitality last year for uh, their style in general really chaotic, but I think this year actually they improved a lot on this. Um, but in the same way, I think all the teams improved, and it seems that they are running a bit out of fuel at the end of the, the split. And I don't really see them changing their style, which is only through top lane, a lot of counter-jungling counter uh, early on, and then they fall off pretty hard. And I don't think they will be able to backdoor Fnatic. Like, you can do it on best of one, best of one from time to time, but this seems a bit too... Uh, random win condition in general. So um, I think they're actually a better team than last year, and I really like what Vitality did this year, but I don't think uh, they stand much chance against what Vitality brings to the table. Mm. Do you think they're better than SK? Because mm. that was who I their mean, options were. You could either take SK, and maybe you can make the argument that Fnatic have already lost SK, mm. maybe there's a mental block there and you want to avoid them. Not against Fnatic, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure. I think Fnatic, they just like, they know what to expect from Vitality, as they said, and maybe they don't know that from SK, so that's like an obvious choice. And but like how they did it was, I guess, just to show dominance because it was it was a bit weird. The young buck mind games. Hey, it's about about setting the precedent. Um, my personal favorite part about this, this bracket is that you've got Origin losing to G two. Why the G two faith? I'm always curious because I and maybe I'm too quick to jump off off the G two train after the last few weeks. But why do you think? Um, 
G two are gonna are gonna come out on top over Origin. Mm. I mean, when I looked at Origin, I didn't expect them to be like a title winning team already as of now. But I think by summer they they should be stronger. Um, but if obviously if they're second place now, that's a really good sign for them. But I think G two's biggest issue right now is with Mickey and him not being able to play. And I think Dream said it as well. Like I think if Mickey comes back and it's just really hard for me to see G2 losing three games with the kind of players they have. Yeah, and the, the same way that I was talking about Vitality having one style, OG kind of have one style too, which is uh, fully 1-3-1 one, one and split pushing. Uh, the problem is that um, to do this, to succeed like this, you often have to have your solo laners um, if not snowballing, at least being well in the game and not getting shut down. And I think that's exactly the wrong... I mean, against, against G2, that's sometimes really hard when you are playing against Wonder and against Caps. So um, I think G2's weakest link is actually the, the bot lane. And uh, that's the point that OG can't really exploit because they don't play at all for their bot lane and I don't think they are really strong uh, bot lane. So, um, yeah, I think OG are definitely a really good team. They are playing really well as a team at the moment. I was expecting them to be top three and they are top three, but... Um, I think they shouldn't match that well against G2. I actually think people are using the whole Mickey thing as like a, a, a means to safely criticize G2. And obviously, like, I don't see everything behind the scenes and like scrims and you always want to give your opponents the utmost respect. But I am kind of a, more of the, the mentality where I think G2's problems extend far beyond just Mickey being subbed out. I mean, obviously, that's not going to help matters at all. That uh, most recent loss that they had where Promise Q leaves the lane and then Luca just steps forward and gets mm -hmm. blasted by Reckless and Hilly. That's like such a small mistake that only happens in that instance. But I don't know. I think G2 have run out of steam in that Caps can no longer just smack people down, especially in the matchup between Nukeduck. Like if Nukeduck just controls Caps or just plays, you know, we're just going to wave clear here, then Caps can take over a map. But if all Origin do is play super safe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think Dreams, Dreams, I think it was Dreams who said it earlier. Uh, I don't think Mickey or uh, Promise Q is the problem individually, but I think it's more how trainings uh, have, have been going for G2 because um, I know that they have to rotate their support. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how they do it on a day-to-day basis, but uh, screaming way less has been a problem for them, I think, mm -hmm. and that's why they, are, they look like they are running out of steam, but I, I think they will pick it up for playoffs. I'm curious to see where they end up, but you guys still in the finals, you're taking down G. Not only are you taking down Origin, it's such a heroic run to the finals. You guys if you go make the entire Fnatic, run, uh, Origin, and G2. This is like this is heroic. Yeah, all of them are they're five all games. Five games. Yeah. All of them are five games. So yeah, talk to me. Game. Oh, oh. <laughs> late game in the best of five. Um, give me an overall thought about like all of these are all five. All these are five games. None of these are three zeros. Do you just feel like every single one of these series is going to be like neck and neck? Like how much confidence do you have in, in, in any of these opponents? I mean, I would say obviously all of them are extremely good teams. And maybe you can argue that we don't have the highest chance of every team to win the split. But you should always have the mentality that it's doable. I do at least. And I would rather vote myself to win the finals than uh, like I would rather cheerlead. I'm not sure how to say it, but you yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the advantage that Splice have over all of the teams is your guys' consistency. At least for the last nine weeks, you have consistently been able to do or at least execute on one strategy viably every single time. 
um, where Origin was inconsistent, G2 was inconsistent, Fnatic hella inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, the second half for Fnatic was pretty consistent. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. Nine yeah. weeks yeah, splice right, for yeah, like a yeah, consistent yeah. team. I mean, the, th the thing is, I think we also have been consistently improving throughout the split, and none of those teams are unbeatable. So we identified their strength, their playstyle, and I think if we can prepare for them um, during those two to three weeks before playoffs, I think we have a chance against them. So as Splice, if you can, uh, if you don't believe in yourself, I would say no one will. So I think that, uh, I mean, I truly believe that uh, this roster can, like, if we have the right training, can actually go all the way to the end. But we need uh, really, really good improv improvement for playoff, but um, we can make it. I like it. I like the confidence. I want to get to some Twitter questions. There's a lot of people had Spice-specific questions. A lot of people excited to see Duke and Kabi. Uh, to everyone who sent messages about how handsome Kabi was, thank you. That's not a question, but thank you. Kabi, you're very handsome. The world, many people want you to know there that. There were like 20 comments. That's a lot of comments. Thank you. So I had to get it in there, just for the record. I appreciate that interaction, but was not a question. Um, how are you so handsome? Also not a great question, just for the record. Probably never going to ask that one. Love that you guys wrote it, though. Um, so this one is from... Splice slash Griffin, uh, Mandy. Uh, can you pronounce that better than I can, Frost Grin? Uh, at Moshing Yong. Moshing Yong, maybe, maybe. Uh, I always forget how to pronounce X's. Um, anyway, uh, there's two questions here, but I'm gonna ask just the second one because this one is the one I like. Uh, who is the shot caller in the games? Who 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 is like the most active voice in communication? Across mm. the game. I know for some teams it's like a group, it's a collaborative effort. Like, who are the biggest talkers on your team? Yeah, I mean, it should be like that. There should never just be one guy telling everyone, uh, commanding his four dogs what to do. When I don't think that's the left, way. Do you ask the, uh, the front wheel which way you're turning, or do you just ask the driver? <laughs> I mean, sure. But, <laughs> it's not um, a car, it's five points of action. <laughs> I think Sirx has a really big voice, especially in the early game. And he's really good at directing the team through his jungle pathing and how he wants to pressure them up, and later on, I would say Chachi always has a big voice as well. And I try to step in wherever needed because, as an AD carry, I don't like to be the the main main voice always. And I don't think my like I just don't think that's the way to go. Um, but everyone should like chime in with whatever they they need to to do for the role. If mm -hmm. AD carry was the shot color, okay guys, I'm gonna go top, I'm gonna clear that wave, then I'm gonna go mid, I'm gonna catch that wave, then I'm gonna back, I'm gonna buy this item, then I'm gonna go top, and I'm gonna catch the wave again. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, yeah, because the game, okay, let's say you're really snowballing through bot lane, or it can be any lane, right? Then you have the tools to carry the game, and you should direct your team and tell them what to do, because you have all the power to snowball the game, right? So if I'm getting really ahead, or we're ganking bot lane, then it's my job to basically lead the game. Mm. I think, I think double lift is a shot color as a, as an ADC, as mm -hmm. far as on a, I heard. So what was yeah, that? Double, double lift, lift yeah. Oh. There was another. Didn't we have an AD carry shot color? I can't uh, remember. Maybe upset, but I'm not sure. Upset. I feel like there was one more in EU history, but I can't remember it as well. But yeah, that always seemed like a huge burden to me trying to be an AD carry and a shot color because like I can barely play. I can barely CS. Oh, it's right. really hard. It's really hard to to CS and also decide when to trade. Like CSing and trading is already so difficult. CS trading, shot calling, looking at where everyone is on the map. It just seems like an incredible burden. So I mean, Wei Xiao used to be a shot caller. That's why he also loved to play Ezreal, so he could have control over multiple waves on the map. I mean, it's definitely doable. But what happens to most people who try to talk too much as an AD carry? They just walk somewhere randomly and, and die. Just dies. Die. Yeah. yeah, that's the usual one. I mean, it's, yeah, I just don't think it's... I, for me, it just does not feel reasonable to ask that of, of any of any player to take that much on. Um, 
but this like this kind of ties in nicely to the discussion about about shot calling, and we hit on it earlier. But uh, splice slash rogue Bracklin at Bracklin asks uh, to Duke and Copy, what's it like working with a relatively young roster? You've got three basically teenage players in Xerxes, Humanoid, and Norse Garen. Uh, like how has this how has this experience been for you? Copy in the past, you were like on. I mean, the roster, the last splice roster, right, was all very young. Not the Odawan one. The one before that was like, you guys were all young and you were all growing up together. Now it feels yeah. like you are one of the more senior players. What, what is that experience like? Mm, I mean, there's always, or like, at least for this year and the year before, we had a good mix of veterans and some newer players. And as of now, it's like different from every single player, how much we played. Um, so I have like Chachi was like the, the oldest one. He has a year more than me, if not more, I'm not sure. Um, Three. Three? I'm yeah, not sure. Charge's been around play. forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Xerxes, who used to be the young guy, but I already see him as a really experienced player. Mm -hmm. So it's like Humanoid and Noscaren, you look to as the, the younger ones. Um, and yeah, I'm, what was the question? How it is to work with them? I mean, yeah, just what's that experience like? Do you, do you, you talked about Xerxes kind of being more of a leader, not quite as much as that young player. Do you, do you feel like you are a much larger voice in like helping other players develop than you have been I mean, on previous lineups. I mean, it's crazy how much you've matured in like the short span of your career. Because you, I'm while you are considered a veteran player of the LEC, haven't been around that long. Yeah, I mean, I try to. It's uh, something I actually want to get much better at um, because usually I'm really focused on myself and how I can play better. But I'm trying to work on how I. I'm pretty good with my support and working together with. Whoever I'm playing with, I like to play with uh, Noskaren. He's he's really good, good mindset, and just wants to get better. Um, but for someone like Humanoid, I wish I could be a bit better at talking to him about stuff about the game and help him. Mm. Uh, so that's something I'm trying to work on. Duke, from your perspective, you um, I know from talking to Peter Dunn that like Peter Dunn loves scouting new talent, and it seems like this is something that the, the Splice support staff is generally good at is finding good new young players. Um, so what is that something that you like are comfortable with is working with a lot of these younger, newer talents and kind of building them into um, more? Or is this something that you struggle with as a coach? Like, what are your thoughts on it? And I've always been working with uh, all the teams that I've been in. I've always been working with really young players. Um, so I don't know, for me, it's kind of natural. Even last year, we, we had Odo, Kessing, but we also had Niski and Zuxer, who are really young. Um, so this year, we are really, really young. Uh, indeed, like, three of our players are 18 or 19. Uh, so we have Chachi 25 and Kobe 22. Um, but um, of course, it takes us basically more time to learn because we have to learn from the start. So for example, when I see people talking about teams like Origin, like Fnatic, uh, of course, their players have already done, like they are already used to short call, they're already used to know the game, how to play the game um, at a really, really good level. So you, you have, we had to start from the, the start from with a lot of players, but I think we are getting there, and it's also sometimes more rewarding to play with, to coach really young players because, um, yeah, because they are learning a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's so far it's been going um, really well for you guys in developing this new talent, and I think that for me, from an outside perspective, it's just exciting to see once again just more and more new names come up or continue to rise. I'm glad you guys got Norse Karen. It's a player I had my eye on, and you know, obviously it was like there was that period of time where you didn't have a contract, you pulled it back in, and. Uh, Humanoid now developing well as well. But we are out of time, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the playoff episode part one. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Also for waiting as you were the last uh, in line to start recording. Always late game for us. Always late game. <laughs> keep keep it in theme, folks. That meme probably won't die, but we'll do what we can to kill it depending on how the, the playoff series go. Uh, this is part one. Next week we will have G2 Esports. 
fanatic, and vitality on the show. Kind of in the same way we did this week, but thank you guys once again for joining us, and that's going to do it for us on Playoff Episode Part 1. I'll thank them like six more times. I've lost track. We're done. We're out. Farewell. Farewell.